This is Steve Clark, President and CEO of the Massachusetts Restaurant Association. I'm here with VP of Operations, Kerry Miller, and you're listening to the MRA Podcast, Together We Win, where we give you bites of information in podcast form. Welcome to the MRA Together We Win podcast. Kerry, it's 60 degrees out right now, and a week ago, it was a wind chill factor of minus 32. It's been amazing. Listen, I, I, I'm a skier, and it's been the greatest year for us out there, but I'll tell you what, the way the, uh, what a great reprieve it is for the restaurants not to have to you know, crank the heat up with the uh, energy at three times the price it was in the fall, right? It's, good, it's a good Good thing for us. Yeah, energy continues to be a problem. But, you know, by and large, the weather has been pretty good. It's been a relatively mild winter. Knock on the proverbial wood uh, that we're going to make it through. But, you know, we haven't had those, uh, you know, three, four-day closings. And, you know, we've been able to maintain a pretty pretty high level of business. Easy for me to say. Yeah. And again, I think on the energy front, we've been blessed to have great partners that come to the table. National Grid... Gave us two hundred fifty thousand dollars to us to you know put out thousand dollar grants this this past month, and that was a, a reprieve and, and, a, and a great gift for a lot of folks out there that you know that, that are paying those bills. And then the uh, the folks from Sprague and and uh, 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 cost solutions, cost services, energy cost services. Uh, uh, Duffy and his team have put together uh, audits to come in and help you just take it and look at your restaurant upside down, inside out, and figure out the best way to save some energy costs. But good partners. And, and definitely a needed uh, uh, service over the course of these last months. You know, I think for many years, energy was just just another cost that people, you know, saw on the P&L, didn't really think about it. But important programs, the MRA Energy Hub, getting grants, I think, you know, you can really save some real money uh, investing some time and, and spending some and, and having conversations with, with that group. Yeah, stop thinking about that line item on the P&L and trying to figure it out for yourself. Outsource it to the experts and let them do it for you. Right? Absolutely. You know, uh, uh they do broadcast, they do um, promote the lightning round, but I do want to give a shout out uh, to Sprague. I was sitting with a restaurant operator a couple of days ago and, and I asked about energy costs and, and I said, you know, what percentage are you up? And uh, she looked at me and said, uh, well, the ones that I don't have with Sprague, I'm up 20%, but with the ones with Sprague, I haven't seen a huge increase. So, you know, just, just incredible partners that they've, that they've been for us and would encourage uh, operators to spend a couple of minutes with them. It's definitely worth it. Without a doubt. And it's still, it's 50 degrees outside, which is even better. I mean, I think you see people motoring around with the windows down and, you know, some outdoor dining and some cocktails outside. Uh, it's a good thing. So it must be an important day because we were out in Framingham today and uh, we saw a, a, another person. We invited him to come in and join us as third voice in the booth. Uh, you are familiar with him. He's been on previous episodes. But uh, JP Fiella is here from Image Unlimited Communications. JP, thank you for gracing us with your presence today. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. And you made it sound like you saw me outside on the street and asked me in. That was We great. did. Yeah. Well, got to pay for college loans somehow. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know where to jump in the, the riveting energy conversation. So. Yeah, you really bring the high energy uh, when you I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, no, it is, it's really nice out. Um, we have uh, Valentine's Day in the rearview mirror, which is nice. Like, I know all our clients had um, a great Valentine's Day. And next thing on the horizon looks like St. Pat's is going to be a big day for everybody. Is that what you guys are hearing? It should be. You know, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, we're hearing a lot about new openings and, and, and new energy in the industry. Uh, from your perspective, what is what have the last couple of months have been like? Are, are we seeing are the, are the openings as real as we're hearing? Uh, I think so. I mean, <clears throat> in our client portfolio, um, 
you know, we're, we've had a couple of them. Um, we are just heading down to Richmond, Virginia for a client to do an opening there. And that client is doing openings on a regular tick, um, larger group. Um, some of our smaller clients, one, two locations keep turning and burning, um, numbers jumping. So, I mean, from my perspective, we're getting a lot of new business client calls. Our clients are growing. It seems like it's all very positive. What's, what are you seeing coming out now that there's, you know, the new economy, what are they looking for from you guys as far as support and, and promoting in menu and staffing to whatever it might be? Yeah. So, um, for the smaller clients, they, I find more and more clients looking for a 360. They don't want seven different agencies, um, doing seven different things. So we're doing one right now where we're doing everything from the branding, um, we had a meeting the other day with the culinary team and talking about how the marketing and branding has to connect to the actual menu items, um, which is, I mean, I hate to say that that's like sometimes an afterthought, but a lot of times we notice that we'll be like, hey, this is the brand and the storyline and the food items don't match up on the menu. And so this has been really refreshing. People are kind of like, you know, sit downs with marketing and operations versus sometimes in the past, it's almost been seen as adversarial. Um, but yeah, um, we have a lot of things coming on the horizon. It's been really fun, been traveling a lot, doing some research for some new places. Uh, I was just saying I was down in Austin um, researching barbecue, which wasn't a horrible gig. Um, so yeah, it looks pretty bright from my perspective. Yeah, one of the things that definitely changed and it had to was menu. Right. Right. I mean, this menu growth, these restaurants would just grow their menus out to be, and the pandemic forced them to put down, put it down to things that traveled well, because 30% of the stuff was going out the door. Right. Yep. And then what they, the commodities piece made them figure out what the smaller menu looks like inside the four walls of the restaurant. So I can hear them wanting to make, make the story connect to that. Yeah. And I see like, so <clears throat> for some of our clients that have like two or three locations they are opening like four and five. I see them getting into the QSR game more too. They're kind of like, how can I use a small footprint? Um, because it, it seems it's gotten cooler and cooler and cooler where it used to be just the big boys playing in that, um, kind of lane. Um, the idea of like having folks come in, grabbing something that's like awesome quickly, um, sitting down, enjoying it or getting it to go is a big thing now. At least that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think unless it's a Davio's experience or cap grill experience, people are really wanting a waiter or waitress to come totally. up to them and, and, or, and, and oftentimes they don't have the staffing to do it. So there's a lot of people walking up to the bar and making that's a big push. So that's what I'm hearing. They're like, yeah. how can we operate this small footprint, maximize revenue and not have those ongoing concerns about labor? Let it doubt. Which continues to be, it continues to be one of the biggest challenges that we face. We have, we have come back and we've certainly replaced a lot of the jobs that, that were lost during the pandemic, but it continues to be a struggle. You know, more and more hearing that it's, it's softening and that hourly employees are actually coming back to the restaurant, but the struggle is on qualified managers and finding people that can actually run the operation. So well, we continue to, to try to recover. Kerry, what do we have going on? You know what? We're a couple of months out from, well, we're less than a couple of months out from the New England Food Show. And I think that that's a freight train on the tracks. And we mm -hmm. talk about the things that are helping restaurants get to get to a different place, right? We're in a different environment. We're in a different economy. We're in a different staffing model. And I think we've loaded up nicely to give people a great experience to come learn new things, pick the tires on some uh, opportunities. Robotics is a thing that we've got going on at the food show. Uh, we've got this, some folks from Real food coming in, talking about menu design and the new P&L. And on center stage, we're doing the entertainment piece. I mean, Ming is coming in to do Ming's Bing. So we've got uh, Tiffany 
Fifty days on, which is great. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. And uh, Ty is going to come on and talk about Ty Tuesdays. Ty Tuesdays. We got Greg Hill as a part of the Ty Tuesdays thing. So all good. But I think the the message I th- everybody should be hearing right now is you get three days. You get three days to take and learn as much as you possibly can about the way your restaurant should be running moving forward. And it's uh, compacted in a really cool place down the seaport, and we're going to have some fun Sunday night. And it's a great opportunity to reconnect, you know, uh, with, with other restaurateurs, with, with with suppliers, with business partners. You know, let's not forget that we were still operating under COVID restrictions less than a year ago. You know, we, we haven't been fully back yet, and, and I think we are we are back now. Uh, it's unbelievable looking back at 2022 that at the beginning of the year, we had COVID restrictions. At the end of the year, we had office Christmas parties and people dining and people going out and enjoying their local restaurants. So we've come a long way, and it's just great to reconnect with people and and, and give a fist bump and, and, and have that interaction that the New England Food Show brings. There's a lot of excitement heading into it. We've got some, you know— well, Martinetti, Martinetti Liquor is going to be, they have a big footprint on, on the show floor and they're going to be doing a lot of education on what your, what your liquor and bar menu should look like. Absolutely. What do we have coming up on the podcast today? Today, we've got uh, Todd Angeli and Todd is a, a great partner of ours. He's, he does multiple things. He's multifaceted. He's the guy that sings the national anthem for the Bruins. Gets everybody all fired up. Gets everybody fired up. And then he works for corrections during the day. He uh, works for the undersecretary of the Department of Corrections. So we're going to talk to him about kind of his life and the interesting things that he's doing, but also you know, returning citizens and how returning, everybody's talking about staffing right now. You have to be fishing in different ponds. The returning citizens is a great opportunity for restaurants to be looking at uh, a new way to staff. And I mean, right on the heels of that, we've got Kathy Drew from Trimark. And if there's a, never there's ever been a great partner uh, for restaurants, it's, it's Trimark. And if you want to learn about technology, you want to learn how to about uh, to make your restaurant, uh, you know, efficient and effective, uh, they're the scientists. And they, again, they'll be at the uh, New England Food Show with a big footprint there. So Kathy's going to give us a heads up on what's going on there. It's a great episode. Let's get into it. Up next, we have the patriotic voice of the Bruins, Todd Angeli. All right, welcome back to the MRA Together We Win podcast. Now we are joined by an incredible treat, Todd Angeli. You know him as the patriotic voice of the Bruins. He also does a lot of work in the corrections work uh, world and, and trying to get people uh, rehired and, and re-entered into society in, in Massachusetts. Todd, thank you for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure, and uh, thanks a lot. What an incredible season the Bruins are having. Uh, you know, every eyes are on them all the time. Uh, I took my son to a game a couple of weeks ago. We walked by, we saw you, and I said, I know that guy right there. Uh, and, and then I said, well, stay tuned. And then you sang the national anthem, and he, he was wowed. So just just an incredible season <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I don't have a heavy – I never really played hockey and stuff, but when you encounter people on the street and sometimes, you know, New England fans, we're, uh, we're, and I mean this in a good way, we're really, we're really rabid and passionate about our teams. And, and they'll, they'll start to try to draw some uh, connection between me and the team's success. And I tell them, first of all, you haven't seen my slap shot. And second of all, all I do is sing a song. So, you know, give, give credit to the guys on the ice. But it's, it's, been, a, it's been a real pleasure to be a, a small part of it. And hopefully uh, things continue to, to, to work in our favor. So talk about the first time that you ever performed. Is that the, is that the largest crowd that you've ever performed in front of? And, you know, you're obviously an accomplished soloist and, and sing a lot, but you know, first time walking on the garden ice, what, what are the butterflies like? What are you feeling when, 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 when you get that job? 
you know, I, I, I'm still, I, so I have a game, you know, there's a game tomorrow and, and already, you know, um, uh, I, I get nervous the day before, definitely nervous the day of, it doesn't, it doesn't get, um, it doesn't get to something where I'm just comfortable and kind of like, it's just, uh, another thing to do. It's, uh, it's, 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 in, it's intense. It's, uh, um, the preparation, knowing that, you know, especially when it comes time when they're, you know, introducing my name and all that, uh, it's, it's something I take very seriously. It's, and, uh, I think more because, you know, I think the players deserve the very best I can give and, and the fans are, are, they're, they're going nuts. So they're, 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 they're fueling, they're fueling my emotions and, and a lot of, you know, uh, is, is a response that how they're reacting while I'm singing, you know, is there a standout game that, uh, in your immediate, uh, memory that you're kind of like, that was amazing. Um, and also I want to hear if there was a, was there one that was, uh, challenging uh, so you know the, the stand out i mean they're they're you know that's what's great about the bruins and that's what's great about what i what i'm able to to do and every game is like it just seems like it's a it's um like an acdc concert it's like the, the it's like i nothing is nothing is ever routine um right um, but, you know, of course, you know, I was very fortunate that first year <clears throat> being involved with it, have them all the way go all the way to the finals and to be a part of that. Um, but there was there was a lot that was special about that, especially the final series there against St. Louis. Um, not only was it, you know, a, a run after the cup, but I also got really close with the national anthem singer in St. Louis. Um, he and I were going back and forth with messages on Facebook, you know, personal messages to each other of encouragement. Um, and so that it just, every, every bit of it was special. Um, uh, I remember going to game three, which it was to, to, uh, I went to Jerry Remy's and I don't know if I'm allowed to say restaurants names, um, went to, you know, went out to dinner. You can with, say, uh, right. you, family. Can, you can say restaurants. You All just, right. you're just not allowed to have a favorite restaurant, but you can say, there restaurants. you go. There <laughs> you go. Um, but you know, and so, and, and went out with, uh, my wife and some other friends and said, you know, Hey, let's, let's go out and watch a game, you know? And it was, so it was game three was the, you know, uh, and, and, and having the waitress just keep coming back to the table with a, um, uh, an anonymous guest, uh, just bought you guys a round of drinks an anonymous guest just put a hundred dollars to your bill, oh, wow. an anonymous guest just, and it was just like when you really, 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 uh, uh knew and it solidified how intense it is here. But I think we can all remember one thing I will never forget was, uh, Chara coming back after uh, breaking his jaw. And um, I'm about to walk out onto the ice to sing the anthem and they're doing the player introductions. And I have, I've worked in that building for 23 years. I started working there in the kitchen when I was going to grad school and I have never heard an, a, a sound level ever in my life. And I was ice level and it was just deafening. And it was just, that, that was just so special and so cool. And um but there are just so many, too many. We don't have enough time to talk about all the great experiences. But that, that is also what, what makes this whole thing just so special and awesome. You know about being a part of this Bruins team. You know, Todd, we don't have a podcast long enough to go through the multiple layers of of who Todd and Angelia is. So, uh, <laughs> listen. Uh, to, for those to, for those who haven't had the opportunity to witness you sing is in in person in of itself you've been you've been kind enough to uh, kick off a couple of our conferences and it just blows blows the crowd away but you know being the restaurant industry I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about some of the side gigs that you've got going on I mean you're out you're out doing uh, some of the Rat Pack Frank Sinatra stuff on on, uh, on the side aren't you 
Yeah, yeah, we've we found this uh, little niche, uh, you know, with uh, we've been doing some uh, I've been linking up with some comedy uh, Boston comedy legends and doing some watch parties, um, you know, guys like Lenny Clark and Matt Mishy and Dave Russo could go on and on. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we did a fundraiser over at Wamaset uh, for the Boston Bruins Foundation. And uh, we had um, uh, Ron Poster, who is the Bruins organist. He's got a little trio and, and we did some, like you said, some Rat Pack stuff and. And that's other stuff that I get to sing sometimes that I really enjoy. And it was an opportunity for uh, fans to come out and, and um, <clears throat> you know, uh, support a great foundation. And uh, we're looking, I'm looking and we're looking forward to doing more stuff like that, supporting um, the, 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 you know, the, the hospitality industry, the retail industry. Um, and very quickly, that was uh, one of the things we did during the pandemic is, you know, that was one of the industries that got hit the hardest. And um, so we've been um, trying our best. And when I say we, that's, uh, this, you know, a collective of comedians and stuff, just trying to bring back some some um, uh, some some shows and some some support to get people out, uh, get them back. And, 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 you know, they're coming out in droves. We're selling out every uh, show we're doing and we're having a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully we can keep this going and do some uh, more watch parties all over. And we'd like to go up to New Hampshire and Maine and stuff like that, but definitely in this area. So Todd, restaurateurs listen to this podcast. So um, if they want to get in touch with you and have the trio come out and do something like that, what do they do? Yeah, they, I have. A, I actually have a website. It just went up uh, last week. Um, it's uh, Boston Anthem, bostonanthemsinger.com. And, um, you know, um, uh, we can do all sorts of different things. We can go as large scale as, as, as the, uh, the restaurant owners want. Uh, and uh, as as minimal as just coming out and doing an appearance and uh, a few songs, but you know that's that's really where I'm finding a lot of enjoyment is going out there. And sometimes you get to uh, you know negotiate your fee with a, a you know a big plate of pasta or something like that, which I'm always willing yes. to do. So uh, I, you know anybody who's uh, anybody who's seen me physically knows that I'm not going to get bashful with that. But uh, you know it's just it's 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 something new. I mean golf tournaments are fun and. And, you know, uh, whatever that, you know, but, you know, it, it, this is, this is something unique and it gives, uh, you know, the restaurants an opportunity to publicize it. Um, you know, we can bring these, I can bring these comedians with me and then, you know, uh, hopefully get some foot traffic and, and some uh, people through the door and discover maybe it's a newer restaurant or to be reunited with something, you know, an operation that's been around and kind of reacclimate to, uh, you know, what they're doing, but we have, a, we have a lot of fun with it. So please reach out. And we can we can negotiate everything. We uh, we happen to do a joint tourism initiative with the Puerto Rican Restaurant Association, and uh, sure enough, uh, Ron Poster and Rich Damari were down there on their own. And uh, you know, a few hours into the night, uh, Ron jumps on the piano, Rich starts singing Sinatra. Uh, and we were thinking of calling you in on the phone and saying, hey, you know, you got to get in on this. And and the funniest part of the story was the hotel security had no idea what was happening. And, you know, <laughs> they, they came over and they wanted to take Ron off the piano and he started playing um, uh, a Billy Joel song. And the hotel security said, oh, I love this song. Let me fit, let him have him finish it. So just uh, just fun experiences with, uh, you know, you, with you guys and, you know, love, love seeing you guys get together and, and, and do different type of things. What's your uh, what's your favorite type of music to perform? Well, you know, it's going to get that's, it's going to be weird when I hear this. I, I'm actually a big country music fan, but like the old twangy stuff. But I'll never promote that because I don't think that's going to that's going to draw many people through the door. But, you know, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, you know, like I said, the, the, the Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and, and, you know, I've been fortunate enough 
And and just like in the restaurant uh, hospitality business, gentlemen like Ron Poster and Rich Damari, they've they've reached out, and I've been able to do some, you know, sit in on some gigs with them, and they're just so welcoming and so talented, and not afraid to share the stage, you know. And 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 too often you get you get people that are just you know uh, uh, captured by their egos and. And these guys are definitely not. And um, so, you know, going in and, and, and reviving that that era and um, watching people get up and dance and and um, just have a good time. That's that's usually right around my uh, um, my genre that I like to stick around. Interestingly enough, Todd, it, it wasn't the music or your or your fame with the Bruins that uh, uh, we initially engaged with. I mean, it's a man, a man of many layers and passions. I know that. Uh, we met uh, working with uh, reentering citizens and, and, and your work with corrections on uh, culinary and educational programs to, to, to take people uh, that, uh, you know, have done their time yeah. and uh, are working, looking for something else. And that's where you and I connected. So talk a little bit about what you got going on at the corrections department. Yeah, that was, that was a, a great uh, chance meeting that I was, I was asked to sit in on with the, with the mass restaurant association out there in Framingham and, and, and getting to know you guys right from the rip. And that was, uh, I started as a probation officer in 2007 and, you know, was trying to find my niche, you know, what was going to be my specialty because immediately identified that these individuals just needed help, re, you know, re-entering that whole re-entry uh, initiative. You know, uh, it's just not, it, it, to put yourself in their shoes, to just simply be open the door one day and said, okay, you know, after a five, 10, even a one year sentence, and then, you know, okay, the door's open, go out, be successful. That That's a transition that, not very many people can make on their own. And um, I got involved with the National Institute of Corrections in this employment initiative, but it wasn't just about, you know, sending individuals out and, you know, matching them to a job and just, you know, hooking them up with a company, but it was really about identifying their interest and their skills and what is it that they they have passion in and, and have some, maybe even some prior work experience. And, and um, you know, the, the culinary field is is one of the heaviest, right now, both in need and of interest of, of our individuals. I specifically work now um, with the state prison system and parole, but um, being able to collaborate with other agencies like probation and the sheriff's departments. And then, of course, those supportive agencies like the Mass Restaurant Association and, you know, uh, uh, so the trades unions and all that. You know, there's, this has been this big paradigm shift that people are identifying that we have a big population of individuals who are, are ready to go to work, you know, and um, if we can get them as, as, as engaged and trained and prepared before they release and make those connections to employers and these, um, you know, wraparound services and these agencies such as the MRA before they're released, that transition becomes seamless and really easy to navigate. And then, of course, maintaining our, our relationship with them and, and after they've released and being there um, you know, to, to offer support and, and motivation. So, you know, specifically with the Mass Restaurant Association, um, you guys just being so innovative and, and open to new ideas and thinking outside of the box um, because we've got a lot of talented, talented individuals um, who are receiving culinary training and, and um, it, it's just been a great, a great relationship. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think no, in no more relevant time than now because there is no talent out there, right? And if you're not... Yeah. And if you're not pulling your head up as a restaurateur and looking around and fishing in different ponds and, and, and understanding that second chances are a great place for us to be looking for talent, 
And and again, Todd, hats off to you because the, the folks that we deal with through you, uh, you've been an, an incredible advocate in all of the right ways to make sure that they're getting the support and training and education that they need to come out and be successful when they when you enter the society. Well, you know, Terry, I appreciate that. And, 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 but you know, your team there and these restaurant owners and, and everybody, you know, it, it, it takes, it takes a, it takes a group. It takes a village. It takes a collaborative effort. You know, not one of us is going to do it on our own. So I really appreciate the accolades, but you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't become successful if I can't pick up the phone uh, and, and reach out and say, Hey, listen, you know, I've got this guy and here's his skills and, and what can we do? And, um, you know, working together is just so much more easier and, and we're going to get so much more success when we continue to do that. Couldn't agree more. We're going to get you out on the Sprague Energy Lightning Round. It's a fast-paced <laughs> number of questions, and you're just going to give us your first answer, all right? All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Seinfeld, Modern Family or The Office? Seinfeld. It's Saturday. There's nothing on the schedule, and the Bruins are on the road. What are we going to find you doing? I'm going to, I'm going to watch a movie or do something with my kids and wife, with my family. Okay. Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick. Okay. No hesitation on that one. Uh, I got a little backstory to that, but go ahead. <laughs> Tom pissed him off yeah. at some point in time. Yeah. We won't ask your favorite restaurant, but what's your favorite genre of restaurant? You know, I, I, I got to go with Italian. I just, I really like the Italian cuisine. Okay. Uh, you can also include yourself in this answer. What is the last concert that you attended or the next concert you will be attending? I'm planning on attending Barner with Lover Boy with my 10-year-old son, who is more excited than I am. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Beer, wine, whiskey, or something mixed? Ooh. You know, it's um, it's been whiskey lately. I don't know. I don't know why, but it, something it, about it. It fits with the, with the cooler weather, you know. Sorry. What's your whiskey of choice? Uh, bullet. All right. Okay. Maybe they can be a sponsor now. Is that how yeah, that works? Absolutely. <laughs> Good job, JP. I think they just were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Massachusetts dessert question. A fribble, okay. a Twinkie, a table talk pie, or a fluff and utter? Uh, uh, I, I got to go table talk. Those little blueberry pies are addictive. Okay. All right. Final question. And you're a little biased on this, but final question. Which Boston team is most likely to celebrate a championship on a duck boat parade next? Say the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> The, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we figured Shocking. that answer was going that way. <laughs> he is Todd Angeli, the patriotic voice of the Boston Bruins. Todd, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you for the work that you're doing. And uh, restaurant owners, reach out. Uh, I'd love to help. I'd love to be a part of whatever you're trying to do. BostonAnthemSinger.com. And guys, thank you so much uh, for everything and the support that you've given the people that I've worked that I work with. Absolutely. We appreciate the partnership. Up next, we have Kathy Drew, Vice President of Commercial Operations for Trimark United East. Kathy, how are you? Very well, thanks. How are you today? Uh, we are great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, it's really exciting time in the restaurant industry. Uh, we've we've kind of come back uh, from the pandemic. People are out spending money. Consumer confidence is high. Uh, we don't often hear about uh, the post-pandemic impact on suppliers and business partners. Talk to us a little bit about how the coming out of the pandemic has impacted your operation and how you've kind of changed your interactions with restaurants uh, post-pandemic. 
Well, communication is everything. I can tell you that much. Um, the past couple of years have been extremely challenging um, for us, but for our operator partners as well. And so the one thing that we got from feedback from regardless of what segment of the business you're in is we need to know so that we can prepare. And so, you know, we had a, a large scale move last year, as you probably recall, into our new 350,000 square foot facility. So we had some bumps in the road there too, um, compounded with coming out of COVID. Um, but we have right-sized everything and, and we're doing um, we're doing great things for our customers. But communication is absolutely key. So whether that's, you know, taking the time to get in front of customers, even though they're ordering online, making sure we're being consultative, um, spending time with our category management partners internally um, and our vendors, getting our vendors back into our buildings to meet with salespeople and meeting with our key customers so that those vendor partners understand um, the needs of their, their, our mutual partners, right, and our operators, and that they can begin to forecast as well. Um, we did see coming out of the pandemic that a lot of our manufacturer partners are trying to right-size their offerings as well, uh, maybe pull back on some, you know, non-performing SKUs and are really heightened on, you know, volume production. And so some of the newer products were a little bit slower to come back to the industry. Um, now that's changing. We're seeing a slew of requests uh, to get in front of customers. But with those SKUs that may have been, you know, a little bit slow moving, we've got to be consultative with our customers, get in front of them in advance so that they can be prepared for those changes and then offer new uh, suggestions for that. And um, we certainly use our innovation center in the seaport to accommodate a lot of that because it's a it's a wonderful showroom and we get customers there and and we do a you know not this but but that here's what's available to you and make some suggestions. So again, communication and consultation. I'm that, glad you brought that up. Of, that's the name of the game. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I've been to the innovation center with my clients. I know Eddie. Um, Mona. <laughs> um, yes. yes. Uh, so tell, can you talk a little more about the Innovation Center? Obviously it's restaurateurs listening to this podcast. Can you just go into a little bit of all the great things you do there? Oh my goodness. Um, there's too many to mention. Um, we're very, very fortunate um, to have the Innovation Center in our, in our bank of tools that we offer to every customer, um, whether it be a, a more intimate one-on-one -on -one consultation where customers come in and look at China glassware, flatware, accessories. Um, we have a working test kitchen there. We also have a fully um, outfitted audiovisual capability. So we have customers that use it routinely, come in and do their own podcast, do their own webinar and, um, and reach out to you know, their regionals across uh, not just New England, but across the country to do a menu concept um, or a test, uh, literally do a cutting with, with food. Um, so we offer a number of different options at the Innovation Center. It's a wonderful space uh, right in the seaport. And um, it's, it's, it's open five days a week. And we've, we've been there in the evenings and the weekend as well to accommodate uh, you know, operators who often are very challenged with having time away from their restaurants to come in um, and take that time to look. But um, it's a wonderful tool and we welcome everyone um, to, to come in and take us up on it because it's, it's invaluable. Absolutely, a gorgeous space uh, at the design center, uh, and you've had us down there. You've been gracious enough. To, we've had a board meeting there, actually. Hey, Kathy, one of the things that coming out of the pandemic that was that, that that I know that you guys became experts on was managing the constraints on the supply chain. 
And and that's been an ongoing uh, issue. Is that starting to lighten up a little bit or loosen up a little bit? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> Um, You know, at at Trimark United East, we are equipment and supplies. So it's um, we we service our customers with everything from, you know, their package to go needs to um, outfitting a brand new uh, restaurant or or anything that we uh, has food service in it. And um, so we the gamut of products that we uh, are purchasing on a daily basis is is humongous, you know, with almost 12,000 SKUs in our warehouse as well on supplies. So we monitor this day in and day out uh, through category management. And we finally are, are seeing the light, you know, um, the log jam is, is loosening, you know, containers are coming from across the pond very easily. Now um, we're starting to see that loosen up. Um, our manufacturer partners are are really getting in front of again, as I mentioned before, production schedules and that sort of thing, and and product is flowing very very easily. Where we had very very long lead times on equipment, um, that has been quelled as well. We're seeing a lot of that loosen up, and in some instances, we pre bought, um, as especially with customers with large rollouts and things of that nature, we brought brought equipment in in advance uh, to make sure that we have it for them. And and we're happy to do that. Um, But we also have our own private label brands as well. And that's insulated us and given us some other options for customers where some of the more uh, visible brands in the marketplace have not been available. And um, so that's, that's obviously been a, been a benefit for our customers as well. Everybody's had to rethink the model, right? So if, for those of you that uh, restaurateurs that have been living under a rock for the last decade and don't (laughs) don't understand that from uh, this, Trimark's a company that can take you from soups and that's the design. And you do a lot of design for new restaurant tours and and new concepts that are coming out. And I know that everything shifted in the pandemic, like sales started going out the door instead of 30% of sales are going out the door. We've got, you know, packaging, we've got uh, uh, different different cook options, reduced menus and stuff like that. On the restaurant, restaurant design front, have you guys seen a significant change in the equipment package and kind of the profile of the restaurant? Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it is not my forte, the design element part of it, but certainly our VP of construction sales and his whole team um, do an amazing job. And we're well, well known for that. Um, what I do know about that is that um, customers really want uh, the best. And so they're not willing um, to take to second best. And so they're really investing in the design quotient, the things that we bring to the table, the tools that we bring to the table for an operator with efficiency and helping with aesthetic and helping with long term plans, um, whether it be just one restaurant or through con- concepts and continuing continued growth is just our our team has tenure um long in years and uh they do a fantastic job and so our customers come back to us time and time again because um they know that what we do is is solid and uh we have a wonderful offering walk me through we get a lot of people that reach out that are aspiring restaurateurs and want to open up a restaurant What's your advice to a new restaurateur when they come to you and walk me through what is a new, how, how, how do you educate a new restaurateur coming into the business? You know, soup to nuts, what's going to happen? What's it going to take to open and where is the different places that you can help them? Oh my goodness. We have so many tools available. Um, what's wonderful about a new restaurateur is um, 
they're they're so beaming with this excitement um, of this new adventure for themselves. And um, oftentimes they have a picture in their mind's eye of, of what they're wanting to do. And sometimes it's not all that practical. You know, uh, we have a lot of tenure here and um, we have resources to boot. Right. So we get those folks in front of our tabletop specialists. Again, get them to the innovation center. We spend time with our disposable specialists. Um, we get them in front of our design team and we get some of our tried and true project folks and feds, our food service equipment and design team um, out to meet with them. And it could be a little restaurant that's opening. It could be a large concept, um, but we give everybody that t- attention and consultative approach to help them really get that vision in their head uh, to come out in a product that is operationally sound and something that they can be proud of and continue to grow with. Um, it's really important. Um, I, I hear it all the time, especially from our design team, from customers that, you know what, they love working with us because we tell them, you know, what time it is. We, we're really cognizant of their investment and the importance of time and time management to, to get to that end line and get that restaurant open. And so we're very, very truthful and candid with them and making sure that they have all the tools they need to, to get that done. But we have a wealth, <laughs> a wealth of opportunity here with resources. And um, we're happy to spend time with the customer and get them to where they need to be. Yeah, te- technology is just not on the, uh, on the, uh, the, the phones and the point of sale system. Technology oh, on, no. on, on cook, cooking equipment and 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 so even the experts in the field, that you know, the, the people like Andy Husbands and, and that are opening new concepts, rely heavily on, um, you know, Trimark to, to to help them find out the way of what's supposed to be going on in the restaurants, right? Yes, uh, if, absolutely. So if I'm a new restaurateur, I'd go to the place where the experts go to figure out what's supposed to be happening in the, behind the scenes there. That's correct. I mean, we just celebrated our 75th year of business last year. Um, we we bring it every day and. Um, you know, folks like Andy and and um, other key partners in in the business here in in New England and beyond um, come to us time and time again um, for little needs and large needs um, because we can fit the bill for sure. We have the New England Food Show coming up in, oh, in April. Yes, we do. And you know, a longtime supporter of the show, a big fan. Trimark has been. Tell us about the value of the show and some of the things that people can see when they come down uh, April two, three, and four at the VCEC. Oh my goodness. Well, you come down onto the show floor. Well, even before you come down onto the show floor, you can't miss us. Uh, We have the largest presence there um, independently, and we're very happy to support um, the MRI, of course, every year. Um, Our booth, um, our pavilion, as we refer to it, is extremely important. It's the largest thing that we do every day every year from a marketing perspective. And it's such a wonderful opportunity for us to meet with thousands of visitors that come through, whether they be existing customers um, or new customers. Um, Last year was so fantastic. We really needed that. It was a breath of fresh air to be past the COVID situation pretty much at that point, um, and be able to meet with people face-to-face. We're changing it up a little bit in our booth this year. We're doing more of a restaurant concept. And so we'll have a seated area with key partners, uh, with tablescapes and different types of seating um, and presentation. And then we're going to do a a walk-through kitchen. Of course, we'll have lots of snacks, so you need to come by and have a bite. 
Uh, and we'll also have our tried and true uh, vendor partners there with some booths individually uh, as well. And last year for us was a great foray into innovation. Um, we are partnering with a lots uh, with a lot of different types of companies like robotics. Um, who can provide some efficiency to operators who are challenged with resources and staffing and that sort of thing. Um, that was very well received last year, and we'll have some more of that um, as well. We've actually garnered some great uh, long partnerships with some of those folks, and they'll be present as well, offering solutions. Um, you know, that's the focus for us um, every year, but more so um, this year that will continue to present things to our customers, offerings to our customers that can help them operate more efficient, more efficiently um, and, and provide better margins for them to be profitable and successful. Yeah, you guys have been a big, big assistance in, in, in turning the direction of, of what food shows are all about. It's about education now, right? It's about learning. And I think there's no yeah. time more, no more time important in the restaurant industry than coming out of what we just went through virtually oh, a, a two-year yeah. shutdown. And I think there's this desire from the restaurant community to come to uh, for three days and, and learn about the things that they should be looking at in order for them to survive and be successful in the restaurant. And, and, and to the point of um, your contributions, we've actually got a robotics um, demo yes. from a couple of your your partners uh, in the headquarters who's going to show us you know, what, what people can think about as far as robotics goes. Absolutely. And I was so happy to do that. Thanks, Carrie, for, for asking me about that. Um, it's so important, right? Um, it might not be a fit for every person, every operator, but we want to keep bringing solutions and, and opportunities for operators continue to evolve um, and us to in, you know, increase our partnerships in the industry. Um, it's, it's extremely important. So I was very happy to do that and eager to, uh, to participate in that. I'm looking forward to to hearing all about it. Yeah, should be great. We appreciate the partnership. It's it's an unbelievable partnership between Trimark and, and MRA, and we appreciate everything that you do. Are you ready Our for this? Pleasure. Are you ready for the Sprague Energy Lightning Round? Oh gosh! Fast paced questions. <laughs> I, I already at you. told you I haven't had enough caffeine, but let's go. I'll you know, put my Trimark hard hat on. Absolutely. I'm ready. Let's get down to all business. Right. All right, let's go. Seinfeld, Modern Family, or The Office? Oh, heck no. Modern family. Okay. It's Saturday. Nothing on the schedule. What are we going to find you doing? Um, at what season are we in? Oh, good, good. I don't good. think you're going to ask questions is back. The, it's a lightning round. It, that, that's a good counter question, <laughs> but JP is the sheriff around here. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'll tell you what. That would be the thunderstorm round. I'm on my scooter. I've got a backpack full of goodies. And I'm zipping by Bob Luz's house down York Beach. Shout out nice, Bob Luz, yes. former MRA whoop, whoop. president. <laughs> Deep cut. Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? <laughs> Belichick. Okay. Uh, we don't ask what your favorite restaurant is, but what is your favorite genre of restaurant? Oh, my goodness. You know what? That's impossible. It literally is an impossible question. Um, we are so fortunate um, in New England to have literally wonderful restaurants everywhere you go. Um, so what are you it, running for office, Kathy? Because <laughs> that's not a great... Well, I know that that's well what, a lame, what a lame cliche. You know what? <laughs> Let me give you an example. So I live in Maine and um, my husband, Charles, sent me a message today. Um, pick, where are we going? It's Friday. Where are we going? And I, I've got 12 places. And I'm I'm challenged to determine which one I'm going to tonight. 
because we are, good Lord, is there any other place to be but New England? We're so blessed. Sounds right? like, you like restaurants with food then. <laughs> oh gosh, I sure do. <laughs> Sounds to me they might be a food maybe a cocktail I, I think I'm too. in the right business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what is the last concert you attended or what is the next concert you will be attending? Okay, so... Um, the last concert I attended was Dead & Co. in the fall. Okay. Um, but I did recently just go to the opera. All right. Okay. Okay. So right, that's that kind counts. of a concert. That counts. Right? Yeah. Okay. That, that's our first opera. That is the first. I, 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 I don't want to assume that you didn't tailgate, but maybe you did, you know? Um. <laughs> I did. It was in, it was in, it was actually in New York, not in Boston. I went to see Rigoletto and I, I definitely tailgated. Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> Beer, wine, whiskey, or something mixed? Oh, goodness. Well, today, um, it's going to be... <laughs> Side note, we're recording in the a.m. Just as oh, a goodness. note. So. It's 6 a.m. Okay, I, I better reel it back. For the listeners, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> local standard time. That's nonsense. It's not 9 a.m. And it's 5 o'clock somewhere, Absolutely. by the way. Um, I'm actually a, a, an Italian wine snob. So I will be drinking uh, Italian wine this evening, preferably a Barolo. At 12, um, at 12 I, different locations. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be, I need an Uber. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I will be starting with uh, a cocktail of choice. Just one. Great. Yes. Massachusetts desserts, a fribble, a Twinkie, a table talk pie, or a fluffinutter? Oh, interesting. Well, fribbling, as we used to call it, um, with... We're still talking desserts, we were... right? <laughs> yes, we are. Right. Yes. Uh, 12 of us stuffed into uh, a Suburban uh, racing to friendlies back in the day when I was younger. So I I'll go with the Fribble. Absolutely, the Fribble. All right, final question. We'll let you go on this. Which okay. Boston team is most likely to be celebrating a championship in a duck boat parade next? Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Okay. All the way. Absolutely. Let's go. Kathy Drew, Vice President of Commercial Operations, Trimark United East. Come see her at the New England Food Show, April 2, 3, and 4, Boston Convention Center. Kathy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thanks, awesome. everyone. Hope thank to see you. you at the show. See you, thank Kathy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Thanks. You've been listening to Together We Win, the Massachusetts Restaurant Association podcast. Produced by the Massachusetts Restaurant Association in partnership with Image Unlimited Communications and Red 13 Studios. For more information on the Massachusetts Restaurant Association, please visit themassrest.org. Thank you. You've been listening to Together We Win, the MRA podcast. For any information on this podcast or any other episode, visit us at our website, themassrest.org.